one threw me for a loop. I was surprised by my own voice. Hey, everybody. Um, welcome to Stuck with Taryn Arnold. It's me, your host, Taryn Arnold. Uh, today's episode, oh my God, you are in for a freaking treat. I just got off of a phone call recording of this podcast that lasted an hour and a half with none other than my very own ex-girlfriend, the first girl that I ever liked and that anything ever happened with, and we talked about everything, and it was epic, and you're gonna hear the entire conversation today. Um, It's fun to talk to your ex, everybody. You should do it. I mean, granted, there are a lot of exes that will not be guests on this show, Um, but this one I was proud. This this one's fun. I hope you enjoy it. Um, We're gonna be talking, um, yeah, about our first relationship with a girl, and um, what it was like being in the Christian church during it and being like very religious and the sneaking and the hiding and the fear and the excitement and all the things. Um, it was a very crazy, fun time in life and also a really hard time in life. So for anybody that's struggling through that right now, I got you, boo. We got you. We've got some good advice on the way. Um, thanks everybody for coming to another episode of Stuck. Get your popcorn, get your coffee, get your wine. Don't mix the wine and the coffee, and let's have some fun. Start recording. Okay, it's look like talk. Yes. Hello. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yay. It's working. Hi. Okay. I'm going to introduce you and then we're just going to, we're just going to hop right into it. Sounds like a plan. I'm smiling so big right now. I think the nerves, I think the nerves just hit me. <laughs> I can hear it. This is amazing. Okay. Hello, everybody. It is now time. Uh, I'm very excited. Today's guest is Da, 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 my ex-girlfriend Emily. Woo! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, hello? Are you there? Yeah, yes, okay. I was letting you do your thing. <laughs> oh no, there's more. Um, Emily is an Arizona native, born and raised. She loves running and health and nutrition and her family and penguins and hiking and probably a lot more stuff now because it's been a few years <laughs> since we've caught up. But that's what I remember. Welcome to the show, Em. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Are all of those things still true of you? Um, yeah, I think so. I mean, the penguin thing is, you know, is what it is. But what do you mean is what it is? Is it gone? It It's faded. I think now that I uh, have a dog, it's just kind of shifted. It kind of worries me that you didn't like dogs when we were together. And then when we break up, you're like a dog person. It feels like a, a little clap back at me. <laughs> Not at all. I think it's just dogs are smelly. And True. and so it was just not 
I've never experienced that before. And so experience never experienced a not smelly dog. Is that what you mean? (laughs) I never experienced like loving a dog enough to get over the smell. Okay, got it. Chooky was was the closest. Okay, okay. R.I.P. Chooks. I know. I'm sorry, but I just it's true. Yeah, I thought I wasn't gonna cry today, and then you just did that, and it feels, you know, that's an attack, truly. Um, okay, so welcome to the show. I we texted about this very briefly. I thought you would be an awesome guest for this episode because so many people feel stuck in their sexuality and especially as it pertains to religion. And that's that's kind of our MO, you know? That's like that's yeah. right in the crux of where where our relationship was. So um I although we were together for on and off like yikes few four years or something in there is that about right um yeah yeah so I think I think we'll spend most of our time talking about the early days um just because that seems more like what people would like to hear about and also what I would like to talk about because the ending days (laughs) not so fun so we'll talk a bit about like the magic and the fear and the what the fuck is happening of like my first gay relationship and then especially like under the lens of the added hardship of experiencing that in a really Christian environment with all Christian friends and community and worldview and all of that stuff. How does that sound? Yeah, sounds like a plan. Let's do it. Let's freaking do it. Okay, so before we go down that whole rabbit hole, um, I I thought we would start with just a little bit of gratitude, get ourselves feeling thankful before we might jump into a tough subject. Um, so what are I don't know, one or two things that are making you feel thankful today, Emily? Just in life? Just in life. Anything you can think of, like something right off the tip of the tongue that's making you feel nice and thankful. Well, this morning we participated, we volunteered at a Veterans Day parade. Oh my gosh. That was awesome just to see all the support and community and um, obviously just being able to thank veterans for the sacrifices they make and uh, have made in the past. So that was just a really cool environment to be a part of. Um, And then we were on the, we were walking behind the uh, service dog float. So it was, uh, it was, it was pretty nice being able to see (laughs) all the dogs. (laughs) You had the best view in the house. Oh yeah, for sure. So feeling thankful to be a part of that experience and it's really nice here the weather it's it's starting to kind of turn into that cold warm get your boots and jackets on so I'm really thankful for that too that's so awesome I miss that weather so freaking much yeah it's pretty (sighs) how about Um, you what are you thankful for today what am I thankful for today um uh I there are a lot of fires affecting people all around me like down in LA and then just north of San Francisco. So I'm thankful for shelter and for uh, uh not having a fire. I mean like it's just so sad to see how many people's like not only homes and everything they own and whatever has been taken but people have lost their life and um really sad situation. So I'm thankful for what I have and I don't want to miss an opportunity to celebrate that. Um, so that's one. What else am I thankful for? Uh, oh, Christina and I went to get dumplings yesterday and we're not very adventurous eaters. 
as you know, I'm not like a, I don't like fun foods. I'm, I'm, I like this, you know, I keep things pretty simple in my diet. Uh, and, and we were feeling really wild. So we got some dumplings and, uh, I'm, I'm thankful. It was a fun little experience. We didn't, we're like watching the tables around us to see how people were eating. So we didn't look like <laughs> animals, but what yeah. Kind of, what kind of dumplings? We're like mostly vegan right now, so it was like all vegetarian and vegan-y stuff. So I don't even know. Veggies. veggies. Various veggies. Can't go wrong with veggies. Yeah, it was classic. So good. Well, cool. Okay. So let's start. We're going to hop into it. Let's start by briefly talking about our religious backgrounds, I guess, and which will set the context for the rest of the conversation. Um and will lead into how we met. So why don't why don't you go first? Where do you come from in a, in the religion world? Sure. Um. So I was born and raised in a very well in a Christian home. So my mom, her dad was a pastor, and so uh, she always just wanted to make sure that we were in that environment. And my my dad was still uh, just trying to figure it out too. And um, so, but yeah, in and out of just actually, no, that's not true. Not in and out of, I was in the church from preschool all the way up until high school. So uh, that looked like church every Sunday, um, high school, middle school group. I went through uh, like my first communion classes. I went through confirmation classes for about two years um and so yeah so very I was was a Lutheran church so um kind of just went that route for and for my uh for your for your childhood did it feel like your own or like what part of your faith journey did it start to be your own faith so the church that I went to what they had a really awesome youth group and I am really thankful that I had that experience because um they really focused on serving and so we would go in high school we would go to um they call them summer trips so we would go out there were like 200 high school kids uh just in vans go to uh certain places in California and serve and so each year they rotated. So my first year was in San Francisco and we went and worked in the national parks. And then the year after that was, uh, oh gosh, I don't even remember the, like the time line of that, but we helped build houses. We, uh, stayed in Hollywood and helped in food banks and just like cleaning up other community churches and stuff like that. So, um, that was something that I was really thankful for with my high school youth group was just focusing on our personal relationships with God and serving others with our, with our hands and stuff like that. Sweet. Yeah. And then, and then mine was a little bit different. I grew up in a, uh, uh, like Christmaca home, I guess I would say we did, you know, some Christian holidays and well, we did all the Christian holidays and then uh, the Jewish holidays. Also, my mom was born and raised Jewish. My dad born and raised Christian. Um, but neither of them were very pushy about it at all. Like at all, at all. We never talked about God and we never talked about religion. It was just like, my parents love a good reason to celebrate. And so we, we, you know, 
always made a big deal out of Hanukkah and Passover and all the things and Christmas and Easter. Um, but I don't think I stepped foot in a church until high school. Um, I, I went to preschool at like a, a little Jewish preschool called Temple Beth Shalom. Um, and yeah, in high school, I just had a few friends who were super Christian and I got into it through that. I was just kind of like, what, a, what are you guys doing on the weekends that I don't get to go to? Um, and it was really like, became, it was a social thing at first. I just wanted to be closer to my friends and they were going on these trips or they were doing these fun things with their youth groups. And I was like, oh, I'll go check it out. Um, and then I just kind of fell in love with it. I had, I just went through my whole life, I feel like without thinking about God. And when I was in high school, I was like, whoa, this is very exciting. And I became this crazy Bible nerd. I would like run home from school and read my Bible. I would Every morning I'd wake up and do a little Bible study and I, I was like an obsessive note taker and I would pray in my notes all day long. Um, and I just really fell hard, I guess, for for the Christian religion um, and the community that it bring and the trips and the fun and like talking about hard things, which is something I love to do. So that's a bit about my background and kind of what brings us to how we met um, when I was I went to college at ASU. So did Emily. And uh, we met through a group called Crew, uh, C-R-U, Campus Crusade for Christ. <laughs> I, I haven't said that in so long. It's like feels hurtful to come out of my mouth. Um, and Crew was cool. I don't know. And what did you what was your like, what did you love about Crew during the good days before things kind of turned? Um, gosh, I think it was just a lot of fun. And I join crew my I think it was my second semester or no I can't remember either the end of the first or the start of the second semester of my freshman year and it was because I had known I'd played lacrosse with somebody who was a leader in crew in high school and she was like oh you should totally you know come to our small group and I was like okay yeah whatever and it was just they're very everyone was so welcoming so nice and they would you know hang out and play fun games and it was just you felt um included and and I don't yeah. know anyone who is a college freshman is kind of like what am I doing and so like having any type of community um especially one for me that was familiar with just like my church background and um all those yeah. things was something that I was attracted to. Yeah. And, and just the people were really cool. Like I wasn't much of a partier or like I didn't do drugs. I wasn't, not that that's like the opposite of Christian. I'm just saying I was like a very straight laced person and I found like it was easier to do that in a, in the crew setting to be that type of person than it was to like go try to fit in with college kids that are away from their families for the first time and they're all just trying to get bucked up and have like wild memories and all this stuff um it was nice to have a group of people that were just like let's talk about how we're doing and then we'll go play ping pong for an hour and that was like you know some right. silly but it was like really fun I think for me um okay pause on that at this point in your life, coming to college, what had your experience like with your sexuality been? You can speak very briefly about this or as much as you'd like to. Um, so I'll set you up that way. I'll start. I had never kissed a girl. I had never thought I was gay. Um, I 
I definitely gravitated towards girls. Like I felt like I always wanted to impress other girls if I was like at camp or something. I didn't like I did care about the boys, but I really weirdly cared about the cared about the girls. Um and I but I didn't look at girls and think like, "Ooh, I'm going to I'm going to kiss you." Like I really want to what you know. <laughs> Woohoo, I can't wait to get into that. Like that was never the experience that I had. Um but and I was very boy boy crazy growing up like you could ask anybody I was like obsessed with any boy I thought they were so cute I was so obsessed I was so like you know just blindsided and so I never really I never really considered being gay um even though I think now when I look back there were probably some some definite signs especially in the pictures but um (laughs) but yeah so coming into college and like being in crew and everything that was not something that I had I had had on my radar really what about you Em? um so I I think I whether it was true or not I felt that being gay just wasn't an option and so um and I mean it wasn't I don't have like a vivid memory or anything being in the church or anything like that. That was like, uh, growing up that was like, Oh, being gay is wrong. Like it wasn't explicitly spelled out, but it was also kind of like implied you date guys, like you, you marry a man. And so I was like, okay, well that that's, that's how it is. That's how it's supposed to be. So, um, I mean, I was a tomboy growing up and not saying like, Oh, if you're a tomboy, you're gay. No, not at all. It's just, yeah. Sorry girls. If you're a tomboy, (laughs) you're gay. Um, I just like, I don't know. I just like kind of similar for what you were explaining. It was just, I always had, I don't even know if it was like, like looking back I can say that they were crushes but like in the moment like during that time growing up I wouldn't I wouldn't have been able to articulate it it was just like these um attractions and not necessarily like physically but just like emotionally it was just yeah it was almost like a like a magnetic thing like you just if you just if you watch yourself from like a 10,000 foot view you would just see that you were gravitating towards girls more than guys I, I that's what I felt like for me at least sure yeah and I think uh similarly but at the same time you know I wasn't I wasn't necessarily um boy crazy it was just like that's that's just what I do like you know that's just what we're supposed to do and so I'm gonna all date guys and like they're yeah. they're nice and they're fun and they're you know but um there was so I guess specifically in high school uh there was one girl she was uh my fr- I don't even so I, I guess my first experience and yeah. so we but we kept it very hidden and so um she she was my best friend and her like her family was like my second family and so we were just spending a ton of time together but then um, it was more than that. And I didn't, but I didn't know how to articulate it. It was just like, since it was not an option, it wasn't anything that I, that we ever really talked about. Things would just like happen, but then we would yeah. go and try to be, you know, in straight. Like, <laughs> yeah, I guess essentially. Yeah. And so it was just really, it was just really that 
point in time in my life was just really confusing. There was just a lot of other stuff going on in my life at that time. But that particularly, it was like this one relationship was um, something that I really clung to, whether it was, you know, healthy, unhealthy, whatever. But um, that was that was my first experience. Right. And then and so now, you know, fast forward, we're in college, we're we've for the most part, outwardly only dated men and our um, boys, let's call them boys at this point. Um, we have only been dating boys and, you know, having, you know, like just living normal lives, like not, you know, drawing any attention or anything that anything was going on. And then Emily and I met um, and kind of just became friends, best friends fast, huh? Yeah. Don't you feel like it was like weirdly instant? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I feel like if you asked anybody, they would say the same thing. It was just kind of like once we became friends, there was no – everyone else was kind of peripheral. Sure. Um, yeah. Which looking think. back, that's like a sign to me that it was like clearly something else. Um, but anyway, so then it – you know, ugh, <laughs> this is so <laughs> weird to talk about. The okay, so we clearly had more than a friendship going on, and that like was very fucking scary. Because if you're looking at the context of our life in that moment, it was like I was we were both like leaders of small groups, which means you know, we had like 20, 30 new freshmen coming to us every week and talking about their relationships with God and all this stuff. And we were doing that for ourselves too. Like we were very plugged into church, very plugged into um, our like campus crew stuff. And then at the back of my mind, I was like, am I having feelings for her? Like what is happening? Um, and I don't, I, I can talk about my thought process and like kind of how it started. But if you also want to, you can do that. Do you want me to talk about it or you? Uh I, I mean, I'll let me just jump in really fast. So like up until that point where we kind of became like instant best friends, it was I had opened up to someone, my I think it was one of my small group leaders or someone um, about what I had experienced in high school. And um, that conversation just like it was it was the first person that I had intentionally said, hey, this is like something going like something that I've experienced and um so that for like from that point on it was just like okay and and when I opened up it was I was coming from a place of like I need help with this like I don't want to like have this be my life. I don't want to do right. this. Like, I don't want yeah. to pursue, you know, this is kind of what I <clears throat> dealt with in high school. Like now I'm in college. Like, how do I keep moving past this and, you know, on, on to other things. And so that's kind of the mentality. So it was just like, this is what I'm working on, right? Like, this is my struggle is this, right? these feelings and these past feelings that I've had, this past relationship that I had and in high school. And so like, that's kind of how I entered into this like crew world, I guess you could say of like totally being immersed and stuff. Totally. That's helpful. So you're coming into this thinking, okay, I'm going to kind of shed this old skin. Like that is sinful. That is like something that's not an option for my life. Thank God I have like a new reset button. And then I'm coming into this like, 
kind of not even thinking, to be honest. Like when I look back at this time, I was totally going off of feelings Mm -hmm. uh, and had no, which was, I think was useful for us. I'm sure we'll talk about that, but I think that was like a good thing. Um, But so anyway, so uh, we're friends, we're hanging out all the time. We would stay up all night, like like as if we were eight years old, like at sleep part, like sleepovers. We would just hang out all the time. Did you say sleep parties? <laughs> I yeah, I don't know. At a sleep party, <laughs> at, a, at a fun fun eight year old sleep party. Yes. Um, and uh, and you were share. We lived in the same house, so we lived in a house of five girls. Mm-hmm. Uh, that were all Christian. We were all in crew together. It was called uh the Bay Barn. Yeah. Yep because it looked like a barn it was a very cute house um yeah amazing house and uh emily and i had well katie and emily shared a room one of my best friends katie who we're gonna call we have to um they shared a room and then you and i just shared a room we just asked to change i don't even remember how that happened but well i think one of our roommates like she was moved out or no 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 she was gone so your roommate was gone and then uh, for like a good chunk of time, and then it was got like, it. I was just always in there, so it was like, well, why doesn't it just make? <laughs> why doesn't it just make sense? Like, or it just makes sense for you to do that? Yeah. You know, so then, just... uh... <laughs> and everyone was like, "Yeah, you guys hang out all the time, anyways." So, <laughs> and we're like, that makes <laughs> total sense. We're like, sure. Okay. Um, and so basically, we would hang out all the time. We would do whatever, and then at one point. Well, I'm getting – whatever. I'm getting to the point where like there's a clear tension happening. Like when we would be at at, like church events or whatever, it would be like we both wanted to leave and just hang out with each other. It was like nobody else mattered. Um, And there was just – there was like a weird tension and a draw happening at the same time. And then it was electric. Like one night we kissed for the first time and I remember – it was the most like uh first of all it was dope but what i want to say is that it was the most like um you i guess it. like what you got it <laughs> i got it i got this i got it. it was just the most tension i've ever felt in any moment like it was all of our beliefs and like all of our actual desires like coming to clash at the same moment um for me, like I know Emily had been down that road before in high school, but for me, it was like, whoa, like I don't know if I believe that this is okay and nobody around me is going to be okay with this and same for M. And yet this is like the best, like purest thing I felt I felt like I had experienced. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I I remember – when that happened and I felt very similar things. I think, I don't know if you remember this, but the next morning, worst morning of my life. Go on. Yes. I woke up. Well, so pause, we stayed up all night. Like, well, yeah. So we stayed up all night. Like it was like, once we kissed, it was like, let's just keep doing that for a while. And then it was so fun. And that was the first time I kissed a girl and I was the best thing in my life I was like oh my god everything makes sense why did I ever kiss a boy like this is so awesome and then 
and to then the next me. morning. <laughs> and I'm remember like, where Emily is coming from in right. all this. Like she's like, this is her worst nightmare, basically. So I'm like, I can't believe this happened again. Like, oh my gosh, what like what is going on? I am awful. I can't believe this. I can't believe this. I think I literally like got up and was like, I can't believe this happened and then like left. Yeah, you I think you said like I can't believe I did this to you, first of all. Like I can't believe like I did this to you. I shouldn't have brought you into all this. And then like this is not happening again. And then left. Yeah. And we were like kind of crying for a while before too. Yeah. Yeah. It's really sad to think about because I think it it just I felt this that it was my responsibility. Like I had something that I was, that I thought was like fundamentally wrong with me. Like that was not okay. And I couldn't, you know what I mean? Like I just let it happen again. So like that, right. that was my thought process at that time. It was like, right. I can't, I, I felt so bad that I had like almost like corrupted you, I guess. That sounds a little yeah, harsh, that's how, but No, I no, guess. no. That's how you acted. Like you acted as if like, yeah, corrupted is the right word. Like what you did would ruin me for the rest of my life. Right. And you know what, Emily? It did. Now I'm still dating a girl. <laughs> <laughs> Damn you. <laughs> but so then that kind of shapes what the whole next, I would say like two years of our lives were, or at least the next year. Um it was – I don't even know how to go into explaining the ups and downs of this. It was a roller coaster in the truest sense ever. Like we would go days of like living this – I don't know. Let's call it gay life. Like we're like living the like d- sneaking around and like driving into the middle of the desert to like make out. I just threw something. I don't know where that went. Okay, whatever. Um, we would like drive into the middle of nowhere to like make out in our car and like be all sneaky and whatever, and then go to movies and do the same thing. And then like the next day, we would be we couldn't even look at each other. We were so disgusted at like our sin. Yeah, it was like a sh- shame for me, like pure shame. Yeah, we're just like at odds. What do you think for you? Like, what was the biggest? I don't know. Where were you feeling the most stuck at this point? Like, was it because of the religion? Was it because of how people would view you? Was it not wanting to be gay? Was it like feeling like God was going to hate you? Like what was happening in your head that was throwing you back and forth between like, let's explore this love and, and I corrupted you and this is terrible. Mm, Great question. (laughs) Um, I think the I think all of the things that you just explained I've like experienced except for the feeling like God hates me. I don't think I know for a fact throughout this whole ex my whole experience um, I, that how I feel about God and how God feels about me has has never changed, and so me being able to articulate that now is different than I think in that moment, it was, I never really felt that God hated me. I think it was just like, he was just kind of like, 
why is this happening? You know what I mean? It was just like disappointed. Like, why can't, and and, in my brain, I'm just like, well, I haven't just, I haven't met the right guy yet. You know, like I haven't met, I haven't met the guy that's going to like, truly like that, that's going to like save me from this. And that was, um, I don't really know if I'm like, (laughs) I don't really know if I'm answering your question, but, um, but yeah, so I think that it was, so with that back and forth of, I have these feelings, I have these emotions, I have these, um, desires that I think I should be like, I'm feeling them, but I'm just not feeling them for the right gender. And, um, and, but I want to try, I'm just not trying hard enough or I'm just like really not, um, you know, I, I haven't found the right guy or, um, everyone who I, you know, trust and respect is, is saying like, you know, you, you just need to do, it was a lot of like behavior modification. That's what it felt like. It was like, well, yeah. first you guys need to stop living in the same room together, which I mean, <laughs> which is like, okay. Mm-hmm. So we did that. Uh, yeah. and that really yeah, didn't like so, change so- anything, right? Like, actually quick pause so what yeah. started happening is emily and i were both like so we were so scared but like couldn't we had no self-control basically with each other like we had these like long conversations and we would be like we should stop like god doesn't want this and like this is not okay and neither of us like felt great about it but it wasn't bad enough to where we were just going to stop organically so we brought in third parties we would like we met with the pastor of our church we met with uh people that were in our community we met with like we we each had this like lady separately lady separate separately ladies we each had like these women that we were in our church that we would go to and um ask advice and they would tell us things to do like emily saying or they told us to get out of each other's rooms okay so we moved out of each other's rooms you need to um see feel it like really read the bible and feel if like these things resonate with you and i remember i have multiple memories of there's like six bible verses that talk about homosexuality and i remember i would i would stay up so late ripping through these bible verses like trying to understand what they actually meant and i felt like such a scholar now that i look back on it um but i was like going through these things and being like i just don't think that this is bad and that was like kind of the opposite of what emily was experiencing right. like as i got more comfortable with it from my own searching I, emily was getting less comfortable with it and uh we were yeah, it was weird. Like I we had we would stay up and have these like tearful conversations of me being like, I just don't feel like it's actually bad. Like how could this be bad? It's like pure love. Like I just love you. I'm not like looking at you like an object and I'm not like trying, you know, this isn't this is okay. Like I love you the same way people in church that are straight love each other. Like why can't we have that? And I feel like you were ha- like going the other way in your head. Right. It was very much like, uh, maybe like just very regimented, I think is the word I would use is mm-hmm. very much <clears throat> like, okay, I, like I need to, uh, you know, meeting with those, those women and, uh, 
talking with people. It was, it was just having those conversations and, you know, like, I just need to do more of this or, um, I just need to stop doing this, you know? Um, yeah. And again, just kind of like back to that behavior modification versus, um, I think during that time, I never gave myself the opportunity to take a step back and say, okay, on my own, no one else is around. How do I feel about this? So that never happened. Um, Right. Just because we were both so immersed in all of our friends, like our whole friend group, our whole, everyone we hung out with, like it, that's, it, that's just what we did. Um, Yeah. And we were, and all of this was happening in secret besides the people that we let in. And so we're both well, like, we thought that it was, <laughs> that is so true. Everybody knew probably. Everyone knew but um, us, let's be real. Yeah, that's true. Um, and so I like, at one point, like I, we told the leaders of crew about it and because we wanted to go, <laughs> we wanted to go on a mission trip. And we tried to, it was like a mission trip to China. We tried to go together and then we got turned down because we both felt like we should be honest that we were like romantic with each other. Um, and then we got called into their little office and they told us we couldn't go because we had no intention to stop. Like, or I didn't, I guess is probably the better way to put that. Um, and Emily was like, I'm just not sure. And and that's when they were like, no, like, I'm so sorry. You like this we're not going to be able to take you this year, but we hope you girls like continue to work this out and whatever. And I just remember like the injustice that I felt of like, don't disqualify me. Like what the hell? I'm, I'm not like, I didn't kill somebody. I'm not like addicted to drugs. Like I have been a committed part of this community for four years and given everything to this community. I've helped so many people at like understand what love feels like. And my, you know, that's like what I felt like truly. I was like, dude, I feel like I'm a really awesome leader here. And I feel like I've really given a lot of my time and my space to this. And like, I love God and I love, um, I don't know, aren't you reading your own Bible? Like I kept just thinking, dude, like what a... Ugh, don't disqualify me for this. Like Jesus would not do that. And here we are like being told that we can't, you know, go on a trip with you guys because I have a crush on a girl. Um, so that, again. yeah. So speaking more to that, I yeah. tried to, I tried to go, I tried to apply for a similar mission trip to Greece and then another one to, um, I think it was like a Oregon or something like that. Um, and then also, I was on my senior year, I was uh, on leadership with crew. And at that point, there had been new different directors coming in and stuff. And I had been outed by someone who I had never really, I had never talked to about what was going on. Um, and then that new director, so this person outed me to the new director and uh the director like invited me over to their house and I was like, Oh, awesome. This is great. Like we're going to talk strategy about leadership and like all this stuff. And she basically was like, so I was told that you have been struggling. <laughs> they call it same sex attraction. Um, oh, yeah. and, uh, and like, I just, 
don't think that like we can have you on leadership or basically was like the premise of it. And so um, it was just this, I had never been so blindsided and like gut punched in my entire life. Like I have never, I honestly don't think I've ever cried that hard Um, Yeah, just because it was, you know, and not that I was trying to hide it, but it was just like, it was in that point where I think like we were still, we were really trying to like not be together. And so I was like, okay, this is it. This is going to happen. Like, I think you had just moved back home to California or something like that. And it was just like, okay, like, I'm really going to try this time. Like, this is, this is my chance. This is my shot, like new leadership, like great new page, whatever. And uh, then that happened, then that conversation happened. And I just was like, okay, like, what, you know, I was like, what the heck? Like, imagine like your deepest, darkest, like your deepest, darkest being exposed to someone like you don't really actually know super, super well. Like, I think I'd only known this director for like a month by someone who you had never really in let into that deep, dark part either. Right. Right. So when I say like deep, dark, like, I felt like that was my deepest, darkest at that time too. So, um, it was, yeah. it was, so just kind of speaking to what you're talking about with just like leadership and, and people who we like reached out to and felt, you know, quote unquote safe with of like, Hey, we want help with this. We want to be counseled through this and being like, okay, yeah, but like, you're not, it was almost like, okay, great. Like, we're going to sideline you for now. Like, you're going to be on the sidelines right. while you, like, figure this out. And it's just like, wait. That's a good way to put it. Totally. So th- that's that was my experience with just, like, feeling less than. I felt less yeah. than for years. It was like we broke a leg, like we were like on a professional sports team together. And then both of us like broke our legs or got a concussion. And they're like, okay, just, just wait till that heals up. Um, Cause you're kind of not of use right now. Right. <laughs> and then, and then when you guys are better, like you can come play again. Um, and it was rough. Like it was rough. And a lot of people ask me, um, well, like, how do you separate the church and God? Like, that's probably the biggest question that I get where people are like, I'm so, so many Christians say to me, Taryn, I'm so sorry that the church hurt you that way. Um, I hope you know, that's not what God is like. Uh, and I think as a more mature version of myself, I can see that, but I did not see that in the moment. Like those years were so painful. Um, and and the people that I looked up to, to be the leaders of like the closest to God, I guess, were the ones that were like, Hey, like this, if you do this, you know, that like you're, you're turning your back on God and people who turn their back on God go to hell. Like you're not one of his people. If this is like the path that you want to take, um, it was really damaging stuff to say to someone, like, even if that's what you believe I don't know that that's the right thing to say when someone is struggling with something like that. And I hope to God that those things change for kids moving forward, like when they're struggling with this stuff. And I think it will, um, because I think people are realizing that it's not a choice. <laughs> like, uh, 
like people yeah like as if emily and i were like yeah let's just be gay and and lose all our friends and then be seen as less than like that sounds like a fun yeah that sounds like the best plan of my life i can't wait to lose all my friendships and have people look at me like i'm broken Mm -hmm. that sounds awesome Mm -hmm. um you'd never choose that stuff like if i could had the same feelings that i had for a girl that i did for a guy i would probably choose that because life is way easier as like a straight person um but anyway sorry that was a bit of a tangent i'm pausing this now because i thought it would be hilarious to call katie because she was in there with us the whole time so i'm gonna call her and put her on speaker and just see if this works in the trenches in the can you hear this yes i'm nervous hello (laughs) hi katie Okay, you you can't hear Emily, right? No, I can't hear. Okay, sorry, sorry, Em. Um, Sorry, Em. Hi, Em. Um, so Katie, we are basically in. We are in it. We're deep in the conversation now. Uh, we've talked about just all the hard stuff. But one thing that we thought would be funny to ask you about, since we lived with you during, uh all this was what you were did you know anything was going on (laughs) yes (laughs) (laughs) what'd you know I or what what happened yeah well I was 99% sure that you guys were in a relationship but you guys weren't saying anything and it wasn't like necessarily ask I don't know it was all just so so weird because no one was saying anything yeah Yeah. I saw in the morning and you guys are both in a twin bed (laughs) (laughs) it was like my first sign I'm like well I think so but they're still not saying things I'm still not gonna say anything and people would ask and I'd be like I don't know what to tell you like I think so but that's not my story to share and I actually don't know and like how weird would that have been if I was like yeah and you guys weren't you just really liked sharing a twin bed every night I don't know that's so and and what like uh, the other thing I was gonna ask is like what if so we told you obviously like later in life uh we let you in on things but what do you wish you could have said to us if we were to tell you when we were all living together and while we were in the trenches, like what would you have said to us? Mm, I, I just wish you guys would have felt comfortable to say something. Yeah. I don't know if I would have had, because I was totally fine with it all along. So it, it felt sad that you guys felt like you couldn't say something. Yeah, but you went to like the closest person. And you saw that like other people in the community were asking you like in a very gossipy way, like not in like a, oh, hey, yeah. let's help them out and like make them feel comfortable. It was like, right? Aren't they together? Oh, no, it was not. It was not okay. How the whole thing was handled was not okay. And that like really has shaped a lot of what I see now, like in the church. Yeah. And so I think um, in a very different way and not as big of a way but it has impacted me yeah what would you say my last question for you katie kate would be what would you say to any kid that is like in a similar situation that is struggling with this stuff and they're like kind of hidden like we were in college like what would you what advice would you give them as someone who kind of watched from afar i would say to find your people and 
screw the rest. You know, find the group of people that love you and are cheering for you and everyone else who has an opinion, you know, that does not matter. Their opinion does not pay your bills. (laughs) I've heard that, like, said so many times. I don't know if that really applies. (laughs) You know what? I don't know if it applies, but I love it, and it's my new thing. It's my new thing. Um, Okay, Emily, do you want me to ask her anything on behalf of you? Um, I guess what made her feel like she – or I guess you kind of answered it. Like, what made her feel, just because it was awkward, that she, like, couldn't just be like, what's going on? Oh, yeah, why why didn't you ask us? I don't know. I felt like when you guys were ready to say it, you'd tell me. Yeah, I mean, for... No, I don't know. It should have been a telltale sign. Emily and I both had twin beds, and we would share one twin bed and i'm a tall girl like it was pretty stupid it was a squeeze you guys were squeezing and i always wonder how many dates i crashed just because so <laughs> I was just true. A friend there you're like i want to go we're um, like oh yeah, dude well we love you katie thanks for being yeah, such a good I love friend you, katie. I, love you guys are the best. I love you guys both okay bye uh, okay bye that was fun. Yeah. I mean, I if I can just like hop into that, I think that's something that reflecting and looking back, that is one thing that I wish people would have done is just straight up and like, what is going on? You know, like what right. the heck? And, and not that it was their responsibility. Like, I don't, you know, not that it was like, I can't believe no one did. It was just, I think that's something like I was just so uh closed off because I had so much shame I was just feeling so much shame that any I was just very tactful with who I felt comfortable letting in and so having someone who is just like hey you know I love you what's going on you know yeah um would have been I think a game it could have been a game changer, you know, but at the same time, who knows me back then could have been like nothing, nothing at all, you know? Um, yeah. But yeah, I think, and again, with someone, someone like Katie very much in the middle of things as well. Um, I don't, I wouldn't have, you know, I don't, yeah. I don't blame her for not wanting to, not really knowing how to navigate it. Cause we didn't know how to navigate it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and I'll I'll fast forward through the rest of the what happened basically because we have a lot of questions from people that I think will be useful. Um, but kind of the rest of what happened is we kind of just a lot of people asked about how we came out. I don't think that ever really happened. Like I didn't have a big coming out moment, and I don't know that you did either. It kind of feel like we it felt like we both like fell out like yeah. to up to people like for years. Um, and as we got more comfortable with our sexuality, like we told more people, but at least for mine and M's relationship, like we were never, we were never fully out and fully comfortable as a couple. Yeah. Um, and not to put that on you, but I feel like a lot of that was just like fear on your end. Sure. Um, I think like when we did actually decide to pursue a relationship, like in the later, later years, I uh, we were way out of college, way out of the Christian circle. Yeah, like we so were, like, I had, like I graduated, I moved back home, and it was like, 
like at the beginning, I was still driving 45 minutes each way to go to church. And it was just like, I literally was like, why am I doing this? Like what? And um, I got to the point where I had a conversation with one of my old high school youth group leaders and um, went over to his house and was just like, this is my situation. This is where I'm at. Like, even after all of those four years of like counseling and going to these like intensive Bible studies and, you know, meeting with like pastors one-on-one, like all of this stuff, it, I was still left with the same feelings, the same questions, like the same prayer of, if this isn't okay, then like, I don't want to feel it anymore. Like, please don't let me feel it anymore. Like just begging God yeah. to just like do something like, let me meet the right guy. Let me did it, you know, whatever. And so, um, anyway, so ended up kind of like naturally having that space being kind of separated, um, by moving back home, you know, not really going to church, not really having, you know, everyone graduated doing their own thing and starting to think for myself and starting to figure out how I felt about it. And so, um, meeting with my high school leader and, and he said, I'll never forget it. He was like, you know, you, you owe it to yourself to, to give it a try to like figure it out, you know, that much, at least just like you owe it to yourself to, to actually kind of see how you to really feel to figure out how you feel about it and so at at that point that's when it was like okay like I've the one thing I haven't done was actually try to be in a relationship with yeah with you you know it was and so I mean so we tried and long distance sucks (laughs) but um yeah that I don't know I think that yeah. moment of really having another voice and another point of view and another person saying, Hey, just you owe it to yourself to figure it out. Um, yeah. I mean, and, and that's like a thing that if you don't figure out, like for people that are like, what do I do? I think I might be gay. Like for me personally, I had to figure, like I had to, to figure it out like after emily i was like was that just some cluster of a weird like college religion thing or was that like an actual thing for me is that like who i'm gonna be now and thank god like i gave myself the space to to continue to figure that out over time because i've you know it has shaped the rest of my sexuality moving forward um but in in that time when you're being told that from so many people like that this is an actual bad thing, it is so hard to give yourself the space um, to to figure it out. Um, but what else? So I'm seeing if I should just hop into these questions. Before we do, I want to say, uh, like Emily said, we broke up over long distance and you know whatever, like over time. Um, but M, I'm so thankful that you were my first like big relationship with a girl that was like, I, I look back at that so fondly. And although it was so messy, uh, and 
scary and uh, heavy. Like you changed my life, and I hope that you don't still feel like you corrupted me because like <laughs> that was that was just the beginning of the rest of my like life for me. So thank you. Mm, thank you. You're gonna make me cry. <laughs> okay. Or do you cry? Do cry. Mm. <clears throat> yeah. I still love you. Yeah. You're a good one. I, I love you too. And I think that's something that I, I mean, breakups are tough, especially when you're, breakups are tough, period. But when it has this like added layer of religion or like really hard yeah. environments, it's, it's your, you, you have this bond and, and that is nothing to be to discount. And I think that's something that I've really been able to come to peace with too um, over these past few years is that my relationship with you will always be very significant and always be one that was very transformative in my life. Yeah. And I think a lot of times, for me anyways, it was just like, you know, oh, we break up. Okay. See you. Like, never talk to you ever again, whatever, like do whatever I can to get over you. You know what I mean? And so, you know, you're dealing with the feelings and the pain and like, obviously some time and space and distance is required for healing and feeling all of those feelings. But, um, I think something that I've learned is, um, I, it is okay to like have my you know, heart twinge or whatever it is when like, you know, we talk or whatever it is. Cause it's like, that was a significant relationship. And that's something that, um, I'm like, that is what it is with, I don't know. I don't know. I guess I'm kind of rambling at this point, but, um, basically she's trying to say that she still is in love with me <laughs> and she's trying to get me back. Is that, is that what's happening a lot? <laughs> No, it's not at all. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Basically, I, I'm, I understand. Yes, I'm saying that it was a significant relationship, and that's not anything that needs to be, you know, unless the person has like super like treated you very poorly, then like maybe some boundaries. But that's something that I really appreciate about you, Taryn, is that you've been intentional about keeping a friendship with me and. um you know, trying our best to not make it weird (laughs) and just like, let it be what it is and just take the time to even do this and reflect and be like, that was really challenging. Um, and we went through it together and that's something that like we will always have with each other, you know, I can't take that away from me. (laughs) Um, so let's, yes, I agree with you. Let's answer a few questions from people. Um, so I, I will say I posted a thing on Instagram and I said, hey, if you have any questions, I'm going to be talking about this topic. And I've gotten so many questions. Like, it's kind of unreal. Um, and it makes me really sad, I want to say, um, because that means that a lot of people are struggling with this. Uh, I can tell from your questions that you are right where we were mm-hmm. um, when we were in college. And um, God, that is the scariest place. <laughs> like... I'm so sorry to you because it is a really, really scary place. But if you can hear anything that I'm saying, know that you will get out of this and um, and you don't need to take whatever we say as like the Bible and like the Holy Grail, but these these are our experiences. Um, and I know that you will get 
you will get through this and don't let other people tell you what to do. You can, you can choose in your heart of hearts to like believe what you want to believe. Um, and that's okay. Um, so the first question, uh, that I think we should answer is, can you be a Christian and also gay? Mm. Um, yes. (laughs) Are you, I actually don't know where you stand with religion. Are you Christian still? Yes. Okay, great. Well, then this is good. This is useful. Yeah. So I actually read that question and I kind of like giggled to myself. I was like, huh. Um, but yeah. I said you wrote wrote that question. No. (laughs) I actually started a new Instagram account to ask that question. Yeah. Basically all these questions I ask. Um, no, I believe you can. Um, I don't think, I think it's a misconception that they have to be in two separate camps like you have to do you have to be one or the other um I think that I don't know it's kind of like people are like do you believe in evolution or do you believe in that God created the world and I'm like well I believe in both (laughs) you know just it doesn't it's just this kind of old in my in my opinion just this uh old tired way of thinking um you can you can be Christian and be anything, um, yeah. And I think, yeah. And I I think that again, I I probably I can't remember what I said earlier, but I I think I said something along the lines of like, um, God and and Jesus were never the never anything I had in question, like the the gospel or anything like that was never anything that I wondered about um it was more just i don't know i believe that everyone who reads the bible pastors everyone like youth group leaders anyone like that they're coming and reading the bible with their own life experiences so they're reading it through the eyes of their own life experiences and i and that's just to me one of the beautiful things about christianity is that you and me could read the same exact passage whether it's about homosexuality or not, anything, any passage, and take two completely different meanings from it yeah. based on how we have lived our lives so far or based off of how we were raised or our environment or whatever. Um, right. So for me, um, yeah, I, I am still a Christian and that I've always felt that I've, I have been. And I think the sad thing too is that you know, people who are very much still in the church could be listening to this and say, well, no, you're not, you know? Um, yeah. But fuck up. <laughs> I don't know. Just, yeah. Just, different. I mean, yeah, for me, I, my answer to this question is different. Um, I think that when this all happened, it really made me take a step back and look at religion and my, and my personal beliefs and, and, what I thought about Christianity as a whole. And there were a few things that I had always found holes in, um, myself, like just things I didn't understand. And, um, and that's okay. That's like with any belief or any religion, but, um, I think out of the pain, I just ended up stepping back altogether and being like, uh, I'll table religion for another day in my life and like, see what I feel when things kind of calm down. Um, and I don't, I would not call myself a Christian right now. I don't think I've ever said that sentence, um, out loud, but, um, 
I don't think I would call myself that, although I do believe in God. I believe that there is something bigger and better and there is like there is a current going through life. And I'm a very like I have a lot of spirituality and I believe that like, I don't know, that there's like a weird serendipity aspect to life that can't be explained just by regular things. So I I know there's a God. I know there's like something happening, um, but I don't put it in the box of Christianity anymore because to me, Christianity was tainted um and continues to be not just by my own my my by my own experience it's like watching others identify as christian and watching how they live their lives as christians um is kind of baffling to me sometimes it's still so limiting and it's so slow to move i'm shocked at how slow christianity has moved as a religion with like how fast life is moving um and acceptance and tolerance and so many things. So it's not something I feel proud to identify as, which is why I don't identify as Christian anymore. But I agree with Emily. If you do and you feel proud to identify as Christian and that's really special and like matters a lot to you and your identity, you can 100% do it while being gay. Like don't, there are so many verses in the Bible that are like, you're not you're not one of God's child if you have lamb or if you like cut your hair or if you like whatever. And everybody does those things. Like don't, you can't talk to a woman when she's on her period. Like nobody knows when you're on your period. Every Christian talks to a woman when they're on their period, like whatever. So all I'm saying is there, don't let people take those six verses and blow them up to font 89. Um, they're really small. Bible verses are really small and you can find the way that they fit into your life and be okay with that. And I think that, that it's okay to be both. Okay. Stepping off my soapbox. (laughs) Um, okay. A few more. How do you come to terms with who you are slash as well as your relationship with God? Um, kind of the same thing. Uh, let me see if I have anything to add on to that. I think for me, like actually Emily kind of said this too, like you can separate your relationship with God from religion and uh, from like the people that believe those things as well. That's like your relationship with God is like a very, very like singular thing. It's like who you and it's like sitting at a dinner table with one other person and that person is God and there can be people all around the building, but it doesn't matter because you're sitting at a nicely set table and you two get to talk about what you want to talk about. Um, I think that you like at the end of the day, you are who you are and a lot of people don't sit down and reflect and like look at who they are without all the other opinions and all the other things that other people say and tell them to be and tell them to do. Um, and when you do that, it's kind of easy to accept yourself. Like everyone has things that they don't love about themselves. Um, and for many that's their sexuality, but I think increasingly over time, people will see that your sexuality in many cases is not a choice. Um, and once you accept and love that part about yourself, it becomes a really sweet, sweet part about yourself. Yeah, just to kind of tack on to that, <clears throat> I think for for me, I was looking at my sexuality. I'm like, I'm holding my hand up to my eyes so I can literally see nothing but my hand. That my hand was my, like my sexuality, right? Like it was just in my face. It was every Bible verse that I read was just through this filter of sexuality. If it even, even if it had nothing to do with sexuality, it was just like, 
what could this possibly mean about this or that, you know, it was just everything that I was experiencing with during that time in college um, with my relationship with God was through the lens of what does this mean about my sexuality? And so being able to take a step back and really kind of just like put everything into perspective. I'll never forget. I had a conversation with my dad and uh, he was just like, you know, this is just one thing about you. Um, like, this is just one thing about you. you. There's so many other things about you. And not not that he was downplaying it or anything, like your sexuality is an important part of every person. Um, but I had magnified it so much that I was totally missing out on being able to see other things that I was interested in or like how being able to take a step back from that environment, um, I was able to pursue this whole other like career in nutrition, which had led me down this whole other path of like, wow, I never knew I loved this stuff because I was paying attention only to my sexuality. Um, so I think in terms of kind of circling back to the question is, I think just like space and time and having conversations with every single person around the circle, right? So not just having conversations with people um, in the church, but having conversations with your family, which I mean, we can, I think we'll probably jump into a little bit later, but um, just friends, people with different views to know, first and foremost, just experience other views. Um, and other situations and other ways to look at this um, is really, really helpful. But then also saying like, you know, being vulnerable with, with, with God and saying, this is what's going on. And I'm like, really, really tired. I got to a point where I was like, I'm really, really tired of just trying to figure this out. Like, I don't want to anymore. And Um, so that was able, that freed me up a lot to be able to pursue other aspects of my relationship with God and, and just, um, yeah, I don't know, explore other things that, uh, I was interested in that didn't have to do with just like, you know, being gay or not. Yeah. And, and another question, um, was how do you, how do you continue continue your relationships with friends or family or whoever who had problems with it? Um, and I'm going to say a little bit about this. Like, uh, I'll give you a piece of advice, and then and then the opposite. Um, I think, gosh, like Katie said when we called her, like you have to find your people. Um, you one of the things that surprised me about my whole coming out experience was like people's reactions are so surprising there were so many people that i thought will would react a certain way like would be really pissed or would be really something or would be totally okay with it and then it was the exact opposite um and of course that hurts it hurts when it's a negative surprise right when you're like oh i think i'll tell my mom and she'll be fine and then it's not like that is pain that you will probably work through for years. Um, And then there are people that you tell and you go, oh my God, like I'm scared shitless and I'm going to tell you and you're going to, you responded nicely. Like 
you love me? Like, what are you, what are the words coming out of your mouth right now? Um, and it, it's pretty amazing. Like my advice to you is don't get discouraged if the first few people you tell are in this Christian circle or whatever are responding negatively, because I promise you there really are so many people in the world and there, you probably have a lot of friends or you probably have a lot of people in your church and there are quite a few people who either will come around to it or are totally okay. They just don't know how to say it because you're not giving them an option. Like with Katie, we just never let her accept us because we never told her. Um, so my advice is find your people and be okay with the people that burn bridges along the way. Um, for the people that didn't accept me and still don't, uh, I'll be honest with you. I have a really hard time with those friendships. Like some of my best friends, um, from college and, and on are people who responded weirdly in a way that was like, yeah, like I love you. It, there's like this saying in the Christian circle that's like, love the sinner, not the sin. Um, and that's like every Christian feels that way. I feel like towards like gay people, it's like, no, I love you. I just don't love that you're gay or like, I don't love that that happened to you or whatever. And that's such a part of me that, that I, I don't respond well to those people. Um, and you might have a different vibe now, uh, about that kind of stuff, but, um, it's, I'll just say it's very, very tough to have some of your best friends people that like you really love look at you and be like yeah I love you I just don't know if I'd go to your wedding like I don't know if I if that's okay with me I don't know that I would you know celebrate your love as equal to mine um that's something that I to this day have a very hard time getting over I feel very stuck in that and I don't really want to get unstuck there like I don't think it I don't think that it's my job to meet them in their way if that makes sense yeah um I, yeah, this one's tough for me. Uh, kind of what you were saying, Tara, is just like this reality that, especially in the community that we experience, is that you make some, like, we met Katie through crew. And, you know, like, we, you make some of your closest relationships in I felt that way anyway I don't know about you but um yeah of course yeah and and so I think in in my situation where it was like never really like hey I'm gay you know it wasn't like explicitly like I'm gonna sit you down and have this conversation with you it was like uh, like this ambiguous thing that like, I'm pretty sure everyone knows, but like, I don't feel, I still feel so much shame. So I don't feel like I can talk to people about it in a way that I want to, cause I don't know how they're going to react. And like, are my roommates yeah. going to feel weird? Like, are, you know, like all of these other things. And so, um, that, I don't know. So that, kind of held me back from being vulnerable with those people that I felt really close with. And that is something that looking back, I wish I would have just been like, Hey, I am going through this. You know, like I, I take, I take responsibility for, for that. And just that, like, you know, why didn't I just say something, but yeah, is what it is. So I think moving forward, graduating and you kind of, I kind of got to this point of like, 
are, am I not hearing from these people because like naturally people just graduate and those like friendships just kind of shift or is it because I, I'm gay and I, you know, am I isolating myself and, you know, which I, you know, would try to connect and be like, Hey, we should hang out and all these things. And it was just like almost out of a place of like, you know, like desperation of just like, Hey, like this relationship means a lot to me and I don't want to lose it. But then even when we would spend time together, like anything like that, it was just like, I don't feel like I can actually be who I am, you know, like who who I, who I feel like I've kind of come to be. And because, you know, either you are very much still in that church environment, which is okay. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just, but I just am not. And so it was just like these, these things of like those, those friendships with just like past roommates and stuff where I was like, wow, I haven't talked to them. And like, that makes me sad. Like I, I've cried and had a really hard time with those friendships because I, I, and that's, and I think that's okay. Like, that's okay. Like you're, you're losing that. Like that's a loss and it sucks that it has, it doesn't have to be that way. But at the same time, I feel like you do kind of have to protect yourself and say, Hey, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not going to expose myself to this kind of friendship. If I leave feeling crappy about myself every time we hang out now, you know? So I think it just, it just depends. Like, I mean, surround yourself with people who are going to challenge you and like help you grow as a person. But if you feel crappy about yourself and they're not supporting you in a way that you need it, like, you know, that's also up to you. You don't have to choose to be in that too. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. It's just tough to revisit. I'll be honest. Um, It's just like hard to look back and, and just like the fear and everything was just, Man, it was so scary. Like, I really feel for anyone that's going through that right now. Um, And it sounds like a lot of you are. Like, we probably got the question of, can I be Christian and gay? Can I please, can I stay with God and be gay? Can I have a girlfriend and be gay? Like, there's countless times. I mean, it's, it, and I just, Emily and I would stay up late trying to answer that question. Uh, And I think it brought us a lot of fear, but Emily is a perfect example of someone that has done this and is okay and is like having a happy life. And there are so many people that are Christian and gay. There are so many people that are like me that still love God and have a relationship with God that I don't say Christian, but like it's still something. Um, And I'm gay and I'm okay. I'm gay and I'm okay. (laughs) Um, And I just want you to know and hear that time like Neither if if you would have played this episode for Emily and I in college, I think we would be absolutely mind blown. Um, like we would have no idea what was going on. We would be like, "There's no chance this is our future, and that we'll be." Okay. <laughs> um, so just know that like things will be okay, and it will be rocky. Like I'm not going to tell you it's going to be easy, but um, I promise you, you will come out the other end. And what advice would you have, like, if you could sum it up, what advice would you have for anyone that's dealing with this right now, being, like, stuck in a community that they're scared to come out to, or maybe they're already trying to come out and it's not going well? Um, What would you say? Mm. Um, You are so loved, like, 
100%. And I think I would just encourage them to keep asking the like those hard questions, like be okay with not knowing. Um, I think that's just kind of where I'm at right now. And, and, and knowing that it's not just like this one and done thing, right? Like this one and done, like I'm out and everything's great and I'm gonna just wear rainbow everything. Like, no, it's, it's just the reality of it is tough and it's challenging and, but there's also really awesome, sweet experiences too. Um, and, and a life that can be lived where you are genuinely happy and okay. And, but still have those, you know, hard conversations or, um, people you interact with that you're, that just aren't okay. Or people that, um, might, you know, throw some weird text at you or something like that, you know, and, and, but being, coming to a place where I think first and foremost, giving yourself the time and the space to, to figure out how you feel, how you feel. If you are in a room by yourself, no one else around, like what you and God, like what is that conversation looking like? Um, and constantly asking yourself that question too, but also again, taking the step back and not letting your sexuality consume everything, you know, everything that you are and really just take a step back and say, literally say like, I'm going to try really hard not to think about this right now, you know, or just like, I'm going to focus on other things or I'm going to like surround myself with people that, um, I feel comfortable with just in general as a person, you know? Yeah. So I think, I guess to bullet point it, I think be okay with not being okay, which again is easier said than done. Reach out to people um, have those conversations from all sides, from all views. Um, and then just give yourself the space. Um, I guess I would say that's a little kind of ambiguous, but yeah. No, that's totally, yeah, it's totally like, there's no one size fits all for this. Um, yeah. My last question is a two-parter for you. And this is not from the audience. This is from me to you. Part one. Did you like dating me? And part two, what do you wish you would have done differently in our relationship? Um, yes, it was very fun. We had a lot of fun together. And I think we had um, just a bond that is very unique and kind of like once in a life, you know? Yeah. Um, and then to what was your other question what was the other question i blindsided her folks you did. Blindsided. uh part two was what do you wish you would have done differently mm. uh i i wish i would have been honest with more people and not that i was like like intentionally lying it was just like I don't know what's going on. Um, and I think just talk, having more conversations with, um, my family and, and just with people that I really trusted 
um, and do trust and just being, I don't know, just not being so scared, which I guess I think like 2020 vision, you know, you can just be like, yeah, I just wish I wasn't so scared. And it's like, well, I don't know. It was scary. scary. So So I think I just wish I was braver to uh, speak up with kind of the reality of the feelings I was having instead of just like looking through the lens of religion. Yeah. Well, I think it's hard. Religion is, is life for so many people. It's like, you know, how you feel about the Bible and religion and God is as clear as it's as obvious as having hands and feet. It's like, it's just a part of you. Um, And so it's really hard to change that. And I think that's what the new, the next wave of like Christianity and people that are coming out at the same time, like everyone is going to have to deal with that and learn what it's like to be accepting of people in your community that like over time, like in the past, you have not been accepting of them. Um, Because we're all just the same. This is just a part of me. This is just the same way that like my eyes are blue are the same way that like I liked Emily and I like girls and that's okay. Um, So I hope for anyone listening that's like a part of a church and is making decisions about how you foster these relationships with these kids that are coming out um, or adults that are coming out, like just know they're scared out of their mind. They're so scared and they would do anything to just feel a little bit of love from you because when they look at you, they see God, like they see their connection to, to God, like you're their teacher in that respect. So, so show them the God that, that you are proud of, like show them who, who you really think God is and, and don't take any of your actions or your decisions or the things that you say to them lightly because they sure as hell won't. Yeah. I, yeah, just to tack onto that, I think, um, just if someone is coming out to you, just respond and don't react. (laughs) Um, and just, just love the heck out of them, um, whether you agree or not. And I think that's the main thing is that no one I think who is coming out is asking for people to agree. I think they're just asking to be respected and heard and known. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, uh, I think that would be just, you know, pursue, pursue love in that and tolerance and, um, yeah. The last thing on that I'll say is that if, if you, if you're a Christian, which many of you are, I know that because you're the ones asking questions and you feel fundamentally that like being gay is wrong or that like God doesn't approve of that. I think it would do you very, very good diligence or like it's the right thing to do to to sit with that on your own. Like really think about that for like five days in a row when you get done with work or school or whatever, go home and write out on that topic, like what you feel for 30 minutes a day um, and try to try to take away like what you heard at school or what you heard at church or what you heard um, from some Christian book that you read or some movie, like think about what you feel about it because that's what Emily and I had to do. And that's what a lot of people have to do to be able to actually find the truth. Um, And I urge you to do that because 
you never know, like one of your best friends or your kid or somebody could come out and you're going to have to start thinking about that stuff. Um, so you might as well do it now and like figure out how to get to a place of love sooner than when, uh, push comes to shove, I guess. Yeah. Wow. How do we end this on a good note? What do we say? Um, it gets better. Really does. The gay slogan is true. It does get better. <laughs> it gets better. Emily, happy dating. You've been with your girlfriend for like how long now? Uh, it will be three years in January. And you guys are so happy and good for each other. Yeah. She's a keeper. See? See? It gets better. And I'm good too. Christina and I have been together for like, you know, whatever, three, <laughs> over three years. Um, and not that being in a relationship is like the marker of that, but I just so wish that we could go back in time and, and tell like college Taryn and Emily that like, we're happy and out and like living a very normal life and also are gay and that that's okay. (laughs) I just wish that I could say all that. Um, but I do feel like a little part of me hears that like a little part of younger me is like, dope. Good job, Taryn. Yeah, I think it just it just takes time, and if you're spe- like specifically in the college age, like you are figuring everything else out. You know, don't yeah. let again, don't let sexuality just be the one thing that is that you're stuck on. Nice branding. Mm-hmm. Nice girl. That's a great point. That's a great point. Don't let sexuality be the biggest thing about your life. Like that is a whole way to get stuck. Like, and some people really, that feels like a phase of like wanting everything in your life to be about sexuality. Like you, maybe it's your first time you're coming out and you're like, oh my God, I, all I want to do is paint everything rainbow. And I'm like so gay right now. And that maybe you need that. Maybe like the person inside of you needs to let your freak flag fly and you should. Um, but just know that it doesn't have to be like that. It can just be a part of your life that is just as big as any other part in your life. Yeah, absolutely. There's hope, guys. I promise things get better. You're talking to two people who were really scared for a really long time. and Still are sometimes, up. but, you know, it gets better. Normally this was supposed to be a good ending. Well, I just, you know, you got to be real. No, no, no. Say you're not scared anymore. Do it again. I can't. say it can't all right well see she never she can never do anything that's why we broke up she just says she she, oh yeah i won't clean up i can't i won't whoa Whoa. (laughs) this was fun a lot for doing this yeah of course thank you for reaching out and i mean i don't if anyone needs someone to talk to or whatever i I'm absolutely available to to be that person for somebody if they need it. Oh my god, that's so nice. Do you want to like plug where people can get in touch with you then? Um, sure. I guess just Instagram. I guess is this where you share? Yeah, that's okay. good. Yeah. Um, my handle is at Emily Potty. I think that's it, right? Is that just my handle? Don't you have a number on the end? Or am I just making that up? Oh, no, that's your email. Don't give out your email or your phone number. 
Um, yeah, just Emily Potty. Okay, great. Um, folks, she's awesome. She's really nice. She's got a cute dog and an awesome girlfriend. Um, her girlfriend's like an Olympian something olympi hockey olymp olymp olympic wow hockey um which i remember when i found that out i was very intimidated um but yeah follow emily she's awesome um thanks for doing this you're a kind person for for sharing and going back to the the depths of those sweet sweet college days with me thank you of course thanks for uh, just being bold and doing these podcasts i think they're super helpful Oh, you got it, Mama. Oh, you listen? I listened to the first one. Ooh, I shouldn't have asked. Right as I was saying it, I was like, there's not a chance she listened to all of them, and I don't want to know, and then now I said it, and now I know, and it hurts. Well, mostly just it's it's uh, just time. Okay, sure. <laughs> we'll leave, with, leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> You're just saying something. Mostly just time. <laughs> okay thanks oh, dear. okay yeah thank you thanks everyone for listening i'm gonna hang this up now.